G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Queenslanders racing. The action continues this week at uh, right across the state. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Chris Nelson, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you this morning? I'm very well. How has your week been? Uh, yeah, pretty good, thanks. No complaints. Just a bit of a normal week. Nothing out of the ordinary, unfortunately. Oh, okay. How about yours? <laughs> yeah, not bad. I got my booster on Wednesday. Okay, sort of, I haven't uh, done that yet. Yeah, it was reasonable. Not as bad as I thought. Well... I mean, everyone has little different stories about how theirs went. Um, I'm here. <laughs> and you're not sore. So, well, the arm's still a bit sore. It's been a few days. And, uh, oh, you're right but, now. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. No, my luck, as soon as I get home Friday afternoon and You'll be crook all bang, weekend. I'll be in bed until Monday morning and have to get up and do it all again. But anyway, no, that was um, sadly uh, That's about your whole lot of the week. Of the week. Yeah. Well, actually, so, I didn't really have one. So there you go. You got me covered. Well, that's oh, you not, mean my three that, highlights well, from last is, weekend? That is exa- oh. that's not uh, giving filling me with much confidence as we head into oh. your top three highlights of the week. I thought you meant on a personal note, but oh. no, on a uh, on a racing note. Well, we did have highlights last weekend, and Kyle Wilson Taylor, who I uh, pumped up big time on the show a couple of weeks ago when he won on profit, showing a lot of initiative on that horse who usually just drops out the back and runs on. And we know we had Chris Anderson, the trainer, on the show last week talking about that. Well. Kyle did it again last week with profit. He uh, put the horse in the race. He got to the right part of the track, showed that initiative once again, and got the money once again. And he's riding so many winners, and he's riding so well. I believe he's now um, with Kelly Schweder. His indentures have been transferred to Kelly Schweder. So he's going to pick up a lot more rides. Good on him. Augusta. (laughs) If that horse ever starts, he might be on it. Yeah, that's right. Well, Uh, that was interesting, your comments then about uh, Kyle. Um, Showed a lot of initiative. mm. I didn't know there were degrees of initiative. So I've learned something this morning. So well, you thank can, you for yeah, that. Yeah, well, I'll get back to you on no, that. No, that's you all right. I have a point. No, but... that's all right. No, I'm just, uh, I'm just, that could be up there with one of my oh. highlights of the week. The <laughs> booster shot and learning that you can have different degrees of initiative. I suppose you could either have initiative or you don't have initiative. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? Attention. No, I don't know. I'm learning. I'm listening to your wise words. Normally, well, I, I don't listen. See, I wouldn't. this is what should happen. This is why I should listen, isn't it, when you speak rather than make notes and everything. Yeah. So um, I'm learning something. Thank ben you Ben Thompson. That. He's my second highlight from last Saturday. He got Tamalade home finally. Now, this horse has been an absolute nightmare for the punters. Uh, the bookies love him. He's been a favorite many, many times, and he's been beaten. Well, Ben showed plenty of initiative, getting him to the right place on the home turn. He was uh, poised to pounce, and he did, and he got the win. And he's going around uh, tomorrow again at the Sunshine Coast. I think he's got a tougher assignment tomorrow. That's the horse, Tamerlade, not Ben. Uh, But I think he's in with some sort of a chance, but a tougher one. But anyway, great effort from Ben to get him home. And my third highlight from last week was the return of Night Mariner, a horse that you've probably never heard of, uh, Mark. Trained well, by Tony you Gollan. It earlier this morning. Trained by so. Tony Gollan. He, uh, he returned after breaking his pelvis in the Wink Skinnies. You feel that, can't you? Breaking his pelvis in the Wink Skinnies a couple of years ago. Uh, he was uh, basically carted off the track. And look, he's come back and run a really good race. So onward and upward for Night Mariner from the Gollan stable. It reminds me of, um, have you seen the movie that's out? 
starring Tony Collette. I think it's called um, it's Dream Horse is the name of the movie. Mm. It's on Amazon Prime. No, it's about um, a Welsh horse that uh, was bred by this woman that Tony Collette plays. She worked in a in a bar in uh, a Welsh town and decided that she was going to breed a horse of her own and got the, those in the village to come in and pay 200 quid each, I think it was, um, and ended up going on and racing in one of the big races in Wales. I think ended up ended up winning it. But it was about to be put down on the track after breaking down and the vet rang the her in the crowd watching and they'd have a vote while it was all happening and saved the horse's life and then it went on to win. Really? It's a true story. Yeah, it's a true story. Dream horse. Okay. Have a look at it. I it's, will. It's very good. So they're your top three from the week. They're my top three, yes. Let's have a look at the news uh, and we'll speak with Bailey Noda for a little bit later in the show. But um, it's finally caught up with Bailey, I think. Yeah. that He's tried hard, but uh, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you try, there is an inevitability of what you're trying to uh, get away from. Yeah, look, after Magic Millions, he, he copped a suspension. So he was off uh, off the scene there. And then he got COVID, and that made it really tough to keep his weight down, and that's when it blew out. Uh, so he's decided to Clayton's retire at this stage, retire without completely retiring, uh, but he says he won't ride in the next year. Mm. So what he's going to do, and we'll talk to him, as you said, later on and find out more, but uh, he's doing a lot of work, as we know, for Steve O'Day, Matty Hoisted at the stable. He was doing all the riding. Uh, he's going to take a, a different sort of role there. So he'll be doing track work and other things, which we'll find out. Yeah, you've got to enjoy. You've got to enjoy what you're doing, and if it's such a punish for these jockeys that are on that, you know, heavy scale, uh, it, it can't be enjoyable. It's no life, is it? it you can't, you be. can't be doing that all the time, and it's a shame because he's such a good jockey. Mm. Uh, he, he, you'd think he was just born to be a jockey. He, mm. he rode some great races. He just seemed to have the right idea where to be, uh, how to place them, and anyway, that's the way it goes. Look, we might see him again. Hopefully, we do, but uh, it's not looking great at this stage. And Ben Curry is back. This is one of the biggest um, stories around the last couple of years in Queensland racing. It's been up and down, around and round, and finally he's been allowed to be back into racing in Queensland, but yeah. not as a trainer to start with. Not as yet. Uh, he will start as a stable hand, uh, a stable hand for nine months, I think it is, and then he can uh, become a foreman. So he'll go back with his dad at Toowoomba, Mark Curry, uh, for nine months as a stable hand. Then he can apply to be foreman, and then he can apply to be a trainer again. I think that's 2023 before that can happen. So there you go. Now, also, um, Luke Gatehouse has sent us through a release and spoke about this yesterday on Breakfast with Patton Heels. The Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club will be celebrating 50 years on Easter Thursday, April 14. Uh, it started at the Gabba. Back in 1972, on April 6, 1972, Heels was telling the story how they used to uh, have training there at the Gabba, then go and sit in the dressing rooms and watch the Greyhound races. Paddy was the king of the Gabba when the Greyhounds were held there. Him and Billy J. Smith uh, ruled the roost at the Gabba, uh, not quite 50 years ago, but nearly. Um, and the Gabba was the place. That's when they, the Greyhound track around the cricket ground, well, it's uh, sadly uh, long since gone. Yep. 1990, when I say long since gone, 1992. Uh, it doesn't seem that long ago, <laughs> but in reality, that is 30 years ago. You can still picture those one-day games at the Gabba yeah. where the crowd spilled onto yep. the dog track and they were watching the game. Did you oh, know for that, those crowds? Did you days. know that Luke, and Luke pumps his own tyres up here, <laughs> they are the busiest race club in the country. The Brisbane Greyhound Racing. Are they really? Yeah. 210 race meetings a year. 
Wow. They have, which is uh, That's Nelly. Greyhound meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nelly every day. Now, Good. they're going to have a mega racing event and experience of the family on Easter Thursday. There will be the $50,000 feature race for Queensland bred greyhounds and a $30,000 Mitsubishi car to give away for one lucky patron. That is on the 14th of April. Yep. Well, lucky it's at Albion Park and not at Capella Bar because you're a chance <laughs> of getting to Albion Park. So, yeah, there'll be more information about that as we get closer and more information once Luke work out, works out what he's doing. When did Easter Thursday become a thing? Always. Really? Oh, that Always. was Good Friday, then away you go. Easter, Thur- Easter well, Thursday? Well, Holy Thursday. Which is the uh, Thursday before Good Friday. Yeah, Easter. We used to go to the... Um, Royal Easter Show in Sydney when I was living there as a kid growing up every Easter Thursday night because that was then you had no school the next day so I used to go there every Easter Thursday always yep. okay. same as there's Easter Monday well Easter Monday was a holiday yeah. anyway so mm. that is a holiday but Thursday yeah. is nothing I didn't think but yeah. hey. you want to argue with Luke do you? <laughs> not at all <laughs> right. show a lot of initiative <laughs> and, don't. And, let's, and let's go to a break other side of the break. We'll come back. We're got, is going to speak to Rodney Miller. We are. Rodney Miller from Cairns, who's got a very interesting runner. He's got a few runners, actually, at Cairns today. Could end up at the Gold Coast next month. This is The Punter's Mate with Mark Brabrook and Chris Nelson. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing right across the Sunshine State. Remember, gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Today, Cairns and the Sunny Coast, a twilight meeting tonight for the Thoroughbreds, Albion Park for the Harness, Ipswich and Townsville for the Greyhounds. So it is... uh, but ironic, we are heading to Cairns today. We are. We're heading to Cairns to talk to Rodney Miller, who's got, uh, well, unless there's some scratchings, he's got four runners uh, today at Cairns. Rodney, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, mate. How are you this morning? No, very good. The sun's out, so it makes me happier. <laughs> I thought the sun was always out in Cairns. Well, if it's not, it's still hot. No, yeah, we've had plenty of rain, so it's actually pretty heavy. So Is it? Yeah, but the sun dries out pretty pretty good. It's a good track. Yeah, usually when that happens at Cairns, they get to the outside, don't they? Well, I'd say that's where they'll be heading to yeah. the outsides for sure. Now, have you yep. still got the four runners today, no scratchings? No, they're all in, yeah. Now, yep. the, the one we wanted to talk about mainly was uh, was when in race number eight, of course. This is the cutest dual qualifier, three-year-old plate, 1,250. And the horse you're trying to qualify for that cutest dual race at the Gold Coast is King Jester. Yeah, that's correct. Now, what do you think his chances are today? Oh, mate, he's going to want a lot of luck. He's drawn on the outside, and, you know, but saying that he's a pretty smart little horse, yeah, but he's done the luck on his side today, I think. Has he been on a heavy track before? Not really this heavy, no. no. And what's your gut feeling? Do you think he'll handle it okay? Well, he worked really well during the week on it, so I can't see why not. All right. Now, if he gets through and he goes to the Gold Coast, I'm just reading an article here that says yeah. you don't really know how far or how long it's going to take you to get from Cairns to the Gold Coast. You've driven Melbourne to Cairns, but not Cairns to the Gold Coast. Uh, no. Well, not even worrying about that? Are you waiting for, the, waiting for after the race to see what happens and basically see what comes? Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll, um, if he wins you know, today, I think he'll head down. It's up to the owners. You know, we'll talk about that tomorrow if he wins, but he's got to get through today first, that's all. Now, you've got Curanda in the race also. Is this one that's not going down, even if uh, even if happened to win? 
Yeah, yeah. Look, I give her a real sneaky little chance today. She's fifty-one dollars, and I'll be able to something each way. Her, she had no luck. She won here at Cairns, very impressive. And she's had no luck since, so she's gone really well. Won us the draw on. I think she's a real sneaky little each way shot. All right, that's good. Fifty-one dollars. That's a nice tip. Now your other yeah. couple of runners. Uh, can you give us a push for either of these? Race four, number three, Bean Warrior. Yeah, look, he's been only a three-year-old, but he's been against good company. He's had no luck neither, so I'd really give him a real good each-way chance too. So, but if he does nothing today, he'll go straight to the paddock. And race nine, number eight, Lily of the Glen. Yeah, look, she's very fast mare. I think she's been as a fiddle now. But the other day here in Cairns, she lit him up and there was a ute on the sand track. And she's, you can see if you watch the replay, she shies off it. Mm-hmm. And she gets near the corner, she at least goes from under and... She come again, actually. It was a really good run. All right. We'll keep our eye on those. Now, just reading a bit about you, and for those that uh, aren't familiar with yourself, Rodney, you were a jockey yep. in North Queensland before yep. a, a race four. When was that? Oh, oh I was a jockey. I, I got too heavy in Melbourne. I rode in Melbourne, done the apprenticeship everywhere there. Um, a bloke up here was training with Peter Homer. And I came up here with Peter and spent 20 years here riding until I had a fall. And I went back to Melbourne. With the family, and um, yeah, I started off with Gerald Ryan. Yeah, and you've uh, you've worked for Gerald Ryan, you've worked for Brian Mayfield Smith, you've worked for Graham Rogerson, and Lloyd Williams. Now you spent twelve years, is that right, with Lloyd yeah, Williams? With Lloyd. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that yeah. would have been interesting. A, Any stories there you're um, allowed to tell us? <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Don't work in there. No, no. Look, Lloyd was a very, very uh, astute man. He was very loyal. You know, he. Um, You've done the right thing by Lloyd. You've done the right thing by you. Things you've done for my family, I'll, I'll never forget it. Yeah, and, and you went to uh, to New Guinea as well before you made the uh, the, the trip to Cairns and, and settled in Cairns? Yeah, I yeah, gave away a ride once I was in Cairns and got the offer to go to New Guinea for 12 months, and I did, but, but uh, got held up by gunpoint, so I couldn't get home quick enough. Oh, yeah, what happened there? Can we ask you that? Oh, yeah, they call them the rascals, and we just moved into a, a new house over there, and, Never had an electronic gate. We're coming home one day from the races and just walking through the gate. Next to this car pulled up with five of them, jumped out with guns and got us all. Yeah, very oh, frightening. It would have been. It's an interesting place, Papua New Guinea, and the uh, Australian rugby league team, the Prime Minister's 13 um, before COVID, used to go up there and qu- play quite a bit. I can tell you a couple of stories. One, Mitchell Pierce was playing halfback uh, for the Australian Prime Minister's 13 and had his sh- shorts stolen. Because rugby league is the only <laughs> Papua New Guinea is the only country in the world where rugby league is the national sport. Now he had his shorts yeah. while he was wearing them. He was actually wearing <laughs> them. They took them off them while he was wearing them. Now you might be able to tell us a bit more too, Rodney, having lived there. But uh, I believe too that um, at grounds too, they're all outside the fence. They can't get in. It's that popular. But the locals aren't fans of dogs. The guns don't scare them, but. They get the dogs in there to keep them away from the players because they don't like the dogs, I'm told, anyway. But uh, a couple of little stories no, about right. yeah, being yeah. in Papua New Guinea. Yeah, Mitchell right. Pierce was wearing the shorts when they someone ripped them off him. They, <laughs> I hope he wasn't going commando. Oh, there you go. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time, yeah. Rodney, and good luck today. And fingers crossed we can right. uh, see King Jester at the coast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot, fellas. Good, good on you, Rodney. Thank, thank you. you. Rodney Miller, trainer there from Kansas. Yeah, true story. That's an interesting and, um, one. Sounds like something out of Seinfeld. <laughs>
And, uh, yeah, they don't like the dogs. So they can have all the security there, the soldiers and police with the guns. That doesn't worry them. But the dogs. But the dogs, you get the Alsatians, whoever, the guard dogs there to keep them away from the players. They don't. They freak about that. It's one of the – I haven't been to Papua New Guinea, but the players that I have spoken to that have been there just say it is an extraordinary experience to go and play rugby league. Mm. They, They know everything about the game in Papua New Guinea. Even those players that might have only played a handful of first-grade games or whatever it may be, they will know everything about them. Mm. Um, it's an extraordinary place. As I said, yeah, the only country in the world where it is the national sport, rugby league in Papua New Guinea, and they are hard players as well, hard players. So there you go. A little bit of a story Very interesting. Papua New Guinea. We're better take a break here on The Punters, mate. It is Friday morning. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. Remember, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. This is The Punters, mate, on SEN. Friday morning with Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson. Queensland is racing today. Cairns and the Sunshine Coast. Twilight meeting tonight. Uh, are you aware, Chris? You should be. You should be all over this. You all should over have mentioned it. it in your news from the week. And I can tell you, Mark, something that you probably didn't know that we've got six races tonight. No, I'm races one and two are on the poly track. Very well done. Mm. Obviously, someone's told you that this no. morning on the way in. No. I do my research, and I was waiting for you to put it in the news of the week. That's not news of didn't. the week. Well, it is, because those who would like to have a little well, wager When I get tonight. to the, the weekend forecast, then then we'll talk about it. Yeah, right. Albion Park, Harness Racing, Greyhounds, Ipswich, Townsville. Tomorrow, Sunny Coast. So they're doubling up Sunny Coast. Might sleep in the stables there. Yeah, why not? And uh, head back tomorrow. Aquas Park, Gold Coast, Toowoomba, Rocky. Texas is off. Is it? Yep. Bigger Ro- than Texas. Roma. Uh, Albion Park Harness, Ipswich for Greyhounds, Ipswich on Sunday. Yeah, that replaces the Sunshine Coast meeting that would normally be on the Sunday. Albion Park and Capalaba. Not as yet. Guess where I'm going on Monday. Capalaba? Yeah. There's no meeting there on Monday. Doesn't matter. I'll just go out and... Just have a look at the track and familiarise yourself with the surroundings. And try and get you an invite. That would be good yep. if you can. Yeah. That would be good. So I'll be doing that on, on – Can Luke look after us for that sort of thing? We no, this can't. is – no, he's the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. Okay. Capalabar is out in Redlands. Okay. So it's different. You'll learn as we go along. Now, CrossBet are back with us to the end of Excellent. the year. So great to have Scott yep. Cross and the team from CrossBet back. And Scott will be joining us next Friday morning for a bit of a chat. Excellent. So he's just recovering from a massive Australian PGA, which they sponsored. Recovering from the Magic Millions and getting ready for Super Rugby. You know what else he's recovering from? Celebrating two straight wins from his horse, Profit. Oh, that's right. Part you told me, yeah. Part yeah. owner of Profit, yeah. yeah so, so he's, he's having uh, more success as an owner than you are. Yes, and, yeah, and you. No, we've had winners. Oh, you still got that $9 sitting there? No, because it was taken up in fees from me and Healy. So now so you're back into a zero. He's got the $9. <laughs> Well, we're not behind like some people. So um, now, so CrossBet back with us. We'll speak with Scott next week. Cricket tonight. Australia take on Sri Lanka in the fourth one day international. Australia a, a very short, $1.15. Sri Lanka, $5.50. Um, you know, you'd be looking at the same game multi, but if you went for Glenn Maxwell mm-hmm. um, to hit one or more sixes, Josh Inglis, 15 or more runs, and Dushmantha Chamira to take your wicket. What price? Four twenty-five. That That'll sounds be, good yeah, to me. Didn't Glenn right. Maxwell just get married? No, he's getting married. Getting that's married. why he's not going to Pakistan. Okay. So Australia short price favourites there. Now they are a sponsor of the Reds 
CrossBet as well. So he'll be very excited because the Reds are taking on the Rebels tomorrow night at Suncorp Stadium. Reds are $1.20. The Rebels are $4.50. Super Rugby starts tonight with the Waratahs taking on Fijian Drua. Uh, the Waratahs are $1.20. Uh, Fijian Drua, $4.50. Tomorrow, the Chiefs up against the Highlanders. The Chiefs are favourite there. The Crusaders over the Hurricanes. And then on Sunday, the Brumbies against the Western Force. The Brumbies are $1.20. The Force, $4.50. There's no uh, Moana Pacifica up against the Blues because of COVID. Um, the few of the Moana Pacifica players have got COVID, so that game has been postponed. But Super Rugby back tonight. You understand the difference between now between rugby and rugby league? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Premier League this weekend. <laughs> West Ham, a favourite over Newcastle. Brighton, uh, short price over Burnley. Liverpool, how about this in a two-horse race, Chris? You're the mm. punter. Liverpool, $1.11. Mm. Norwich, $23. <laughs> so there you go. Chelsea favoured over Crystal Palace. Southampton uh, edging out Everton. Aston Villa over Watford. The Ars over Brentford. Arsenal, $1.44 <laughs> over Brentford. Man City, firm favourites over Spurs, who are struggling at the moment, sadly. And Man United over Leeds and Wolves over Leicester. So they are the uh, markets for the English Premier League, all thanks to CrossBet and a big weekend of racing. Yeah, I was going to say, any racing there or oh. just sports today for CrossBet? What would you like to know? Uh, I'd like to know what price uh, Animo is. Well, if you tell me what race Animo is in. Animo's in race flow. number eight at Rose Hill tomorrow. Race number eight. Well, I'm going to go to tomorrow and find race number eight. Why would you like to know that? I'd just like to know what prices are available because it's a good thing, Animo. You think I it's suggest a good thing? you stick it in your multi tomorrow, Mark. Oh, okay. Righto. So race eight tomorrow. Ten races at Race Hill tomorrow. Correct. Ten races. Um, just waiting here. Chris, thank you. We're supposed to go to news, but I'll blame you. A dollar seventy-five. Dollar seventy-five. Right. Stick that in there with pallet acid, a dollar fifty, and there you go. News is next. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Friday morning with Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson. Queensland is racing, but remember, gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. A little bit later in this half hour, we'll speak with Bailey Notif to find out how he is and uh, what his plans are. And it must have been, in one respect, a difficult decision, but in another respect, an easy decision because the reality would have been, well, I I just can't keep doing it. No, and he he did say it uh, did affect him for a couple of days. He was very down about the whole thing, so we'll get a better idea when we speak to him. But uh, personally, from a a tipping, punting, whatever viewpoint, uh, very disappointing. As I said earlier, he's a very good rider. Time now for Follow, Fold or Forgive, Chris. And here's a horse that um, I've heard a bit of of late, Night Mariner. We did mention him at the top of the show as being one of my three highlights of the week. His return after that... Pelvis break in the Wink Skinnies at the Sunshine Coast back in 2020. He returned in great order there at uh, Doombin on Saturday. Just behind the place getters, was finishing off well as we thought he would. He'll get out over further in coming weeks and uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing him. He'll be winning races. There is no doubt about that. So he is a big follow. Night Mariner, Mark. Night Mariner. What about Melisma? Well, Melisma's a stable mate to Night Mariner, trained by Tony Gollan. Uh, had two starts for the stable. The first one of those was a win at the Sunshine Coast. Last Saturday, I was quite keen on her chances. She got a lovely run in behind the speed for Ben Thompson. But unfortunately, we had that rain, that little bit of a shower uh, during the day. I think it was six mils or something before that race. And she got onto the fence. And once uh, Ben Thompson went for her, there was nothing there. It was the worst part of the track. 
and she just basically spun her wheels. So forgive that. Definitely forgive. Uh, next time on a drier surface or a more even surface, I think we should stick with Melisma. Kingston's here. Similar story. And the last race was narrowly beaten, but got onto that worst part of the track again. Uh, the winner came down the outside and knocked out uh, Kingston's here. There wasn't much in it. Kingston here had won uh, four straight. This prep, three or four straight, was going for another win. So probably should have won, all things being fair. So if Kingston's here is uh, continuing on his preparation, I think we follow him. Drum roll, because you had an update on Garibaldi. You ready for this? He's spelling. Again? <laughs> there you go. Very, very big news. He's out in the paddock for a spell. How many races did he have when he came back? Oh, uh, he had a few this time in, probably. I missed them all because I was on holidays, wasn't I? That's right. He had a right. few, but uh, now he'll be, I'd say you'll see him at the in the early part of the winter carnival. <laughs> Not for when the better horses are around, just before then. Right up. So Garibaldi spelling like April and Augusta. Was no, it, she's back. Well, she's, she's at pre-training at Welsh, a Welshpool, Welshpool Lodge. Washpool Lodge, sorry, Washpool Lodge. She's there for another uh, couple of weeks, and then she moves into Kelly Schweder's stable. So what's pre-training? I don't know, before you go to the actual yeah, I, big I, time. Yeah, well, I gather that, but what do they do? I don't know. I've never been pre-trained, but um, okay. I'll have to find out. Maybe our guest, our next guest. Bailey will know. And uh, look, disappointing news in one respect, but I'm glad that a decision is made, and now uh, Bailey can get on with his life and, and work out what he's going to do. He joins us now, Bailey Native. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. It's been, a, I would imagine, in some respects, a tough week, but also once a decision like has been made like you have um, and you come to terms with it, it, it means that you can now sort of relax and that weight is off your shoulders. Is that a little bit what the week has been like? Yeah, it has. Um, obviously, it, it was probably going to come to this at one stage. Um, probably just came a bit sooner than I wanted it to, but... Um, look, can't really, can't really keep on doing it for the rest of my life. So, um, pretty excited about the next chapter, but um, sort of a bit sad at the same time. Oh, that's good that you're excited. And and mate, is it hard? You know, for those of us that don't fully appreciate what jockeys like yourself have to go through to make weights, how physically demanding is it, and how mentally challenging and draining has it been for you? Yeah, it has been. Obviously, when I wasn't doing things right with my weight, um, that's probably when it was more draining. Um, the more you sort of pull off in in spas and hot tubs and things like that, um, obviously, the more dehydrated you are. So it's pretty mentally draining. Um, also, the, the fact that pretty much with me anyway, every day, all I was sort of ever worried about was my weight. So... It's constantly on your mind, um, and it is pretty mentally draining. But um, when you're riding winners and things like that, it it, it sort of made it worth it. But um, look, it just got to a point. Well, was, my weight was actually really good until until I got sick and and got the suspension. And um, just when I like sort of um, started feeling better, um, I was I was the heaviest I've ever been, and sort of had to really have a good think about it whether. I sort of wanted to put in all the work again and and go through them mentally draining phases or um, just sort of reassess and, yeah, just sort of reassess um, my future. You spoke about the next chapter. What is the next chapter, Bailey? So at the moment I'm I'm still um, writing work full-time for Steve and Matt 
um, picked up a sort of slightly bigger role at the moment there, um, just sort of helping out race days and, and things like that. Um, still going to do barrier trials for them. Um, but, yeah, just sort of hoping to learn as much as I can from them about sort of different aspects of racing and um, things like that. So um, you never know, that could lead on to bigger things. But, um, yeah, at the moment, that's, that's what I'll be doing. Could you do pre-training, Bailey, and let us know what that is? What's pre-training? Because <laughs> Chris's horse, Chris's yeah. horse, April and Augusta's in pre-training, and he's got no idea what it is. Pretty much, pre-training is just um, where they go from the spelling paddock to the pre-trainer, so they sort of get them up to a a certain stage of work, so um, sort of get a base fitness level on them, and then they'll they head into the trainer after that. So how long do they need in the trainer with the trainer after that before they get onto the track and actually have a start? <laughs> <laughs> it depends if they're good enough to have a start. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, usually um, they have a month of pre-training before they head into the trainer, or well, that's usually what Steve and Matt do anyway. So it's a bit like um, you have to get fit to go to the gym, otherwise you could be in all sorts of trouble at the gym if you try and work too yeah, hard true. too quickly. Exactly right. There Busting you go. Up. There you go. I think I've got it. You have. That's yeah. good. Now, yep. yes. you mentioned that you're going to still ride track work and trials. Mm-hmm. Um, weight-wise, what's the plan there? I mean, you're obviously not going to, I wouldn't think, go to the spa and, sorry, the sauna and all that sort of thing and, and watch what you eat as much as you would have when you were riding, but you still obviously want to keep yourself uh, in, in decent condition. Yeah, definitely. Um, sort of just going to still eat healthy, still go personal training sort of three times a week um still go to the gym and things like that and keep myself fit um i sort of just it'll just be good that i can sort of if i wanted to go for say a beer and, and lunch with a couple of me mates i can now so mm-hmm. um look it's disappointing because I, I do really still want to ride and, and things like that and i'm not saying that i'll never ride again but um if i can just keep myself fit and and one day maybe when I'm a bit older, um, my weight might sort of steady up at a certain weight and I'm, I might be able to come back. But um, for sort of the next year or so, I, I, can, I can't really see myself riding and I'm, I'm quite quite content to just um, join Steve and Matt and try and learn as much as I can um, off them about about other, other aspects of racing, um, which, yeah, that's, that's why I'm pretty excited about that. Now, your first ride was at... Uh, Gundawindi on the 30th of July 2016 and you rode a winner at your first ride that was a horse called Peggy Lee to date and hopefully you might still build on this number 343 winners including seven uh, black type races what have the highlights been? Highlights well sort of every stage sort of you get your country you get my first winner and then sort of you get your provincial winner and then metro winner um there's been a number of highlights um Definitely all of my stakes winners, um, they're they highlights. Just sort of probably the winners I, I rode, my first winners I rode when I come back, um, they were highlights too. But um, probably main highlight is probably winning the wave on a man-to-match. Um, yep. Obviously, that was probably my first major win. Um, I don't think it's black black type or anything like that, but probably the most highest prize money race I won. And, yeah, um, that was a big thrill that day for sure. Question without notice, best horse you've ever ridden and favourite horse you've ridden? Best horse I've ever ridden. What's given you the best feel? Best feel? Probably probably Zoo Style. Yep. 
I rode, rode him track work. Probably gave me the best feel. Um, favorite horse I've ever ridden? Yeah. He's, I've got a lot of favorites. Um, probably the horse I had the most success on was um, Get Stuck In. Yep. Petonia. I won six races on him. And yep. He sort of was, he, he was early part of my Metro career too. So um, when I was sort of claiming three, I, I was able to get, get a heap of, a few wins strung together on him. I think we won three in a row. So, um, right. yeah, he sort of probably actually, he probably put my name out there actually um, when I was still at Lindsay's and I was riding him in town. He probably sort of sealed the deal on me going to Tony and that sort of kicked off kicked off um, my Metro career anyway and sort of got my name out there, that horse. So, yeah, definitely no, him. I remember him flying along in the lead at Eagle Farm a couple of times and they couldn't run him down. Yeah, no, he's tough as nails, that horse. He was... Had no neck on him, small lads, um, just tried 100% every time he went out there. So, um, yeah, no, he's probably definitely, he's definitely the horse I've had the most success on anyway. Just finally, Bailey, before we let you go, I really appreciate your time. It's always great to chat with you. When you're talking about learning from and Steve and Maddie, you're talking uh, about, the, I suppose, the business side of racing or the training side, or what do you hope to learn in the next 12 months that will help you down the track? just anything sort of business side as well as the training side um even sort of buying yearlings at the sales and like all aspects i'm I'm keen to sort of learn off them um obviously they're very astute trainers and um in their own right so anything sort of i can learn off them at, at least i've got that in in my book that if i was to sort of ever think about training or anything like that at least i've sort of got that um that sort of information in my head and I can always always take that with me. Mate, really appreciate your time. You're always uh, great to talk to and been very generous with your time and uh, I'm sure between now and then, because we have Matt on all the time, you might handball some of our, our requests to chat with him to, to you now, mate. You never know but, and I'm sure we'll catch <laughs> up down the track. No worries. We'll do, boys. Good Thanks, on you, mate. There, Thanks, Bailey mate. Motive there who, um, you know, has, has been through a difficult time. The realisation that this dream that you had and may be taken away just because you're not quite um, in that that yeah. uh, bone structure type where like Ben Thompson, for example, and Steph that can eat whatever they want and not put on a, and it's an a, ounce. And it's a generational thing. I mean, people, mm. kids are just bigger, bigger these days. Yeah, you know, it's going to be an issue down the track. Yeah. Queensland is racing. We better take a break here on the punters, mate. Remember, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. The weekend forecast is next. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. It's a big weekend of racing right around the country, so let's get some tips from Chris Nelson. Where do you want to start for the weekend? Because we've got racing tonight at the Sunny Coast. We've got Cairns. You'll have a few for Cairns, no doubt. No. Uh, uh, You've got um, Group 1 racing down south, Group 2 racing, Group 3 racing. Sunny Coast again tomorrow. Ipswich, you'll have a few for there on Sunday. Crikey. Better get some winners, Mark. Have you got one for Canterbury? I have. I've got one for Canterbury tonight. And this race goes at 5 o'clock Queensland time. So you better get in early. Race one, number eight, psychiatrist. Why are you suggesting get in early? Do you think because you've now tipped it? it <laughs> no, I don't mean that at come. all. No, I do not mean that. Not in any way, shape, oh, or form. That's the, that's I the mean, for, that was for the a inference. night meeting, that was it's the an inference. early start. That was the inference. No, not at all. Right on. Not at all. Psychiatrist, uh, Tim Clark rides. Now, psychiatrist. Psychiatrist had accepted for... Godolphin? 
No, it's not. Oh, okay. No, it's um, Gerald Ryan. It's a uh, an Aquas horse, I think, top okay. of my head. Uh, it, it accepted for the Sunshine Coast tomorrow. It would have been an absolute certainty in that first race, but they've decided to scratch it and run tonight at uh, at Canterbury instead. Had one start. There was some issues there. Uh, finished about six lengths away at Ramwick, but uh, wasn't pushed out by the jockey. Thought there might have been some uh, problems with the horse's action. Spelled. Two trials have both been really, really good for psychiatrist. Tim Clark jumps on about $4, $4 plus. Why are you smiling at me, Mark? Because I'm now working out why you've got a tip for Canterbury. You weren't looking at Canterbury. You're looking at the Sunshine Coast. It got scratched, and you thought, I'm not wasting this form. No, no, it wasn't. I'll tip that. it at Canterbury. It was, now where I, is this horse running? I had to find it. I understand it. now. There you go. <laughs> Righto. Where are we going so to next? Canterbury race one, number eight. Sunshine Coast tonight. Now, the first two races are on the poly track, which we mentioned earlier. Now, race one, number four, La Amigo, is very, very quick. And one thing that's always good on the poly track is fast horses because they don't like the kickback, some of these horses, in in behind the leader. So if you can get one that just flies along in front, puts a gap in them, it generally keeps going. And this one fits that bill beautifully. Won a trial recently at the Sunshine Coast on the grass by a space in good time. I think it can return a winner. So race one, number four, La Amigo. We go to race three, number 14, Scream Queen. Uh, Melissa Taylor trains on the Sunshine Coast. Ex-Victorian, who is uh, now with her, had one start, uh, ran a good third. Back to the trials, similarly, bolted in the trial from the front. This is on the grass, but this isn't a strong field. I think this horse can get to the front and, again, prove hard to run down. So race three, number 14, Scream Queen. And race four, number 11, Manazzi, Tiff Brooker and Stuart Kendrick combined. Another one that's first up and another one that's been through the trials and trialled really well in fast time. It's got some form against good horses. This is a bit of a step up, but I think it'll run really well. So race four, number 11, Manazzi. So tonight, recapping, race one, number four, La Amigo. Race three, number 14, Scream Queen. And race four, number 11, Manazzi. And that one at Canterbury at 5 p.m., Mark. Don't forget. Mm, race one, early. number get eight. No, race one, number eight, the interestingly Psychiatrist. named Psychiatrist. Tomorrow at the Sunshine Coast. Tomorrow at the Sunshine Coast. Well, Paladas, I think, is a good thing, but he's $1.50. So I'm not going to go spouting him as a, you know, as a, as a winning bet. But if you, like the short, well, if you like the short prices, then, you know, you can launch into him because you know, tomorrow is definitely his day. He's a good multi-leg if you're into your multi. So race two, number five, Paladas. Uh, we go to race six, number, I forgot the number here, number four, Dream Reacher. Now, Dream Reacher was a good winner for us a couple of weeks ago. That was a very solid performance, settled back uh, where nobody expected him to be, and that was second last against the fence. Jaden Lloyd looked like he's going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat to win from there, and he did. He got off the fence. He weaved his way through, and he arrived right on the line. Now, interestingly... He takes on F Troop, who was a last start winner, and he takes on Roman Aureus. Both quality horses, but a couple of queries for mine. F Troop, 1,400 metres, has no form over 1,400 metres. Roman Aureus, he's been up a little while. I'm not sure how many more runs he's got in him, so he might be uh, ready to go to the paddock. Whereas uh, Dream Reacher, third run back, should be peaking right at his peak, so I think he can win again. Race six, number four, Dream Reacher. And we will go back to race four, number two, Mashani Untamed. Les Ross... And Montana Sava takes three off. So down to 54 kilos. Good run at Doombin last time out over 1350. Drop back from 1400 winning at the Sunshine Coast prior. Coming from way off the speed. 1350 too short last time. Couldn't keep up. 
and then flashed into third spot late, up to 1,600 metres back on the Sunshine Coast. Bigger track tomorrow. I think is a great chance at a price of around uh, $10 plus. Oh. There's one for you. There you you can put in the place. There you go. Race four, number two, Mashani Untamed. So that's the weekend forecast. Are you looking down south to the uh, black type races, the group well, one lightning? I'll tell you, that lightning's just, that's too hard. There's just, that, that's probably one of the best uh, fields of sprinters we've seen for quite some time. Uh, Nature Strip, Eduardo, Mask Crusader, Home Affairs, Profiteer. They should run along. There's a lot of speed in that race. And then you've got, as I say, Mask Crusader is the one that will be out the back. Will they go fast enough and be uh, looking for a cab late? And there's Mask Crusader getting home over the top of them. That's just a, a really good race. Very hard to suggest having a bet, but I would say just watch that race because it's a it's an interesting race. You can't bet in every race. No, mark. that's not that's, that's not, not what you're supposed to do. Uh, I just imagine. Oh no, I'm not going to play today. It's too hard. Well, that's what too you're... hard. Too hard. No. I, I look, can't look no. after your back pocket. Ca- that's Cage, the way to play. Coach, I can't play today. It's too hard. Well, that's different. Your no, it's not. Your job is to come up with a tip. For, and a question before we go: mm. Did have you been invited to Sunny Coast races tomorrow? No, it's a BRC meeting. So there's probably not. Oh, so that's, why. that's your excuse. Not your bad no, behaviour last time you're invited. If you were listening to Trackside on Saturdays, you'd know that I have a full, uh, full uh, raft of crosses there's all another, afternoon. There's another so there's excuse. You can do cross- that on the phone from Sunny Coast if you're invited. If you're that well respected by John Miller and the team, at Sunshine, <laughs> Sunshine, Sunshine well, I did Coast the other Turf week. Club, I can't go every week. That's the reason I think you're not being invited back tomorrow. Because I went last time. Yes, and they don't <laughs> want you back. I didn't That's play the up. point I'm making. I drove. Well, have a good week. <laughs> you too. We'll see you next Friday. That's all we have time for on The Punters, mate. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland, and we're racing right across the state. But remember, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Friday morning.